Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a problem. Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome to the Ball Blast Podcast. Here to help you get ballsy and win your fantasy football leagues. Now, here are your hosts, Kay Majuk, Michelle Majuk, and Jake Trowbridge. Ayo! Ayo! Welcome into the Ball Blast Fantasy Football Podcast, where it's our goal to help you get ballsy and win your fantasy football leagues. I'm your host, Michelle Majuk, researcher for the NFL Network, and I'm joined by Kate Majuk, senior content creator at the Gaming Society, and Jake Trowbridge, contributor with Matthew Barry's Fantasy Life. What's up, y'all? We're like halfway through the fantasy season is what's up. It's kind of wild, huh? Oh my God. It's gone so fast and so slow at the same time. (laughs) I feel like I've learned nothing yet. And we're halfway through the season. We spent all this off season, you know, discussing the best guys to take, the worst guys to take, sleepers, blah, 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 blah. And it turns out the only guys that mattered were none of the guys that anyone was talking about. Like the most random news. Like, how is Kenyon Drake now a good play this week? Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. This is fantasy football drives me crazy. I mean, one of us had a pretty good prediction. <coughs> Damien Pierce. Oh my gosh. <laughs> At least you can hang your hat on that one. That's all I have to hang my hat on. <laughs> That's all I have to hang my whole head on. I'll say we had a very uh a good week uh for the podcast with our predictions, our scrumptious starts last week and our fades, besides one. For Jake. Which One we'll lone get, exception. Yes. Uh, we're, we'll get to that at the end of our news and notes. And Jakey Bear will have to take a tequila shot. Now, <laughs> we're not going to do this every time someone's wrong on the podcast. It's only when you are so wrong about something, that's when you have to do it. So, Kate- By the way, as a teaser, I don't think that I should have to take this shot. <laughs> I think Nathaniel Hackett should have to take this shot. But we can talk about it more later. Nathaniel Hackett needs more than a shot. So uh, he needs a kick in the caboose. If you didn't listen to last week's podcast, Kate had to take a shot because uh, she faded Brees Hall before week six. He went off. Uh, Jake this week had uh, a little running back as a scrumptious start, and he got less than one point. So we will get to that quickly here. But let's hop into the news and notes. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. First off, we get some good news. Dak Prescott will be back this week. And I love that he didn't come back against the Eagles because that would have been a hard matchup. And then he may have looked bad like Cooper Rush did. No, he gets to come back against the Lions, like the easiest defense. So are you starting Dak immediately? Yeah. Uh, And I think we're going to get to this in just a little bit of of how kind of terrifying the quarterback landscape is right now. And so if you have him fully healthy or healthy enough to play in the real NFL, then he's good enough for your fantasy lineup this week. I'm starting him right away. This matchup is way too good. He has all of his weapons. Talking about weapons like Dalton Schultz last week, uh, right before the game on Monday Night Football, it was Monday night or Sunday? No, Sunday night. They made him inactive, but he was supposed to play. Apparently, he irritated his knee during the weekend. But then he practiced in full on Wednesday. If Dalton Schultz plays, this is a great matchup. Are you playing him? He has Dak back, at least. Yep, and exact same rationale as with Dak Prescott. Tight ends are atrocious. Dalton Schultz is not when he gets to play with Dak, so I'm slotting him in there. Same. Kate. I'm a little worried. I Like, I, I think... Dalton Schultz right now has the kind of range of outcomes that you could get from virtually any tight end right now. I'm less inclined to start Dalton Schultz. He's already injured, re-aggravated the injury. Now, supposedly he's fine, but like he was fine last week too. And then like Jake Ferguson, the rookie he's looks not, good. He's not like, he doesn't look healthy. I think that's, yeah, maybe. I also think Cooper Rush 
you know, he, he looks good, but he targets his wide receivers more. Dak will target him. I'm fine with starting Schultz, but it definitely will depend on your options. So hit us up on Twitter if you have any of those questions. Moving on, Keenan Allen back at practice, finally. He was limited, but he is expected to play this week. I think this is huge for Justin Herbert because, oh my goodness, it's been brutal owning, rostering Justin Herbert in fantasy. Three out of the last four weeks, he's had fewer than 15 fantasy points. Guys, the funniest thing in the entire world, if anybody did not see this floating around the Twitterverse, the fact that DraftKings, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll boost, quote unquote, boost odds so you can make a higher profit percentage for betting on things that are super likely to happen. They think they're doing you a favor. So this week they boosted uh, the odds for Justin Herbert to throw one touchdown, which like should be a slam freaking dunk should be. And everybody in the world bet it. And then he didn't throw a touchdown, which like, it's insane. That was like a promo offer. Like there's no way he's not going to get this. They had the injured kicker, Dustin Hopkins, out there trying all of these field goals after field goals after field goals because the offense couldn't do anything. So to your point, like getting Allen back could be huge. I'm still holding my breath that he will actually be out there with the upcoming bye week, though. So I'm a little nervous. If he does start, it definitely is a help, but it's been rough. It's a great matchup against the Seahawks. Like Justin Herbert should have a huge day with or without Keenan Allen, but Keenan Allen definitely helps that. I almost made him my scrumptious start, but he did not make it because I'm just nervous about this offense. Uh, Talking about bad offenses, man. Like, I mean, I guess they're not that bad. They somehow find ways to get it done, but they're all their starters just keep being out. Michael Thomas is still going to be out this week. Jarvis Landry still going to be out on Thursday night football. Now, Chris Alave will play, which is good, but we don't know who the quarterback is going to be because they won't announce it. So we don't know if it's Andy Dolan or Jameis Winston. If it's Jameis Winston, I really want to play Chris Alave, even in a hard matchup against the Cardinals. If it is Andy Dalton, are you still going with Chris Olave, Jake? Yeah, Chris Olave looked too good, downright special before he was uh, concussed. So I do want Olave to be in there, uh, regardless of his quarterback. Like, I mean, honestly, if Taysom Hill for some reason has to be the quarterback, it's still going to be tough for me to sit Olave, especially during this particular week with all of the buys happening. Yeah, I don't I don't know how you sit Chris Olave. I mean, the Cardinals gonna, are really good against wide but receivers. But we're we're gonna be talking about this soon. Especially I mean, like but they're so good against wide receiver ones as well. That's why I really wanted Michael Thomas to play. Because then I could be like, don't play Michael Thomas. Chris Olave will be great. But now he has nobody to help him. It makes but me Michelle, a little nervous. Like this is one of those talents that I think like Yeah, you play. You he's talent supersedes the matchup at this point especially with the bye weeks this week. We have the Eagles, Bills, Vikings, and Rams. Yeah. Those are probably all of your wide receivers. You're saying ones. don't sit Travis Kelsey against the 49ers defense? <laughs> that is <laughs> right. that is my hot take. Moving on. Pat Fryermuth was a full participant uh, in practice on Wednesday for the Steelers. He's expected to play. He gets a solid matchup against the Dolphins. Like, I, I don't think you have a better option than Fryermuth probably, so you play him. Kenny Pickett, on the other hand, um, if he is clear to play, he's going to play. Does this change your mind about Steelers players at all? I mean, I don't think it really matters, right? If it's Pickett or Trubisky, kind of the same outcome. <laughs> yeah, you're still you're starting Deontay Johnson. You are hoping for big things from uh, Pickens again in this game. And it's regardless of the quarterback. So, yeah, I, I don't think it matters. It's a bummer either way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're going to be at this game kate and i jake Woo! you will not be there uh kate is starting Tua this week in fantasy in our main league and my dad is very upset about it he actually wants to sell kate's ticket so she can't come to the game uh because i am being the target of harassment. what does everyone think do you think that's a traitor move if you're going to the game and starting the quarterback against you like what are your thoughts on that jake? i'm not rooting for like two- are you I'm a not- traitor no that's the thing. No, it's completely fine. As long as you do not utter a peep of happiness during those two a touchdowns that come, yeah. you have to be completely straight faced the entire time. Save it for inside. Save it for afterwards. Yeah. 
Ah, uh, yeah. This I'm was, scared. This should be fun. To be fair, I tried. This, wait, Tua was on waivers, and I really tried to get him because my quarterback is Jalen Hurts. And now I have to start a different quarterback, which we'll talk about later. It's it's a hard one to swallow. All right, Marquise Brown is out indefinitely with a foot injury on the last freaking play. I'm so annoyed. Oh, he'll miss at least a month, according to Cliff Kingsbury. I'm so sad. Everyone knows I love me some Hollywood Brown. DeAndre Hopkins is coming back. We were very excited to see what this offense could look like with both of them. Now we get Robbie Anderson <laughs> and DeAndre Hopkins because Robbie Anderson was traded to the Cardinals. Now that Marquise Brown is down, any interest in Robbie Anderson in the slightest, Jake? I, I refuse. I've been <laughs> I've been burned. This is personal between me and Robbie. I've been burned too many times by this guy and every sort of combination of quarterback that you could imagine. So I'm not going to imagine that in that offense, which has not really looked good, that Robbie Anderson is going to be super fantasy relevant. Watch him prove me wrong. But it is obviously really curious timing for DeAndre Hopkins. So, you know, I wasn't super keen on him with Hollywood there, but I'm getting pretty interested now yeah and you know the one year that Robbie Anderson wasn't on Sam Darnold's team he was pretty good so maybe it's just the Sam Darnold curse we'll see (laughs) DeAndre Swift should be back this week against the Cowboys if he plays you play him James Conner will be a game time decision in week seven versus the Saints that's on Thursday night football so keep an eye on that but like Bad matchup, rib injury, James Conner, who doesn't really do much anyways. No, thank you. Like, no, just no, right? No. Yeah, you'd have to be real, real desperate. And I know that there are teams out there that feel like based on his name value alone, you could do it. The best thing for those teams is if he is ruled out on before Thursday's game. And that way you don't even have to worry about it because I wouldn't feel good starting him. Even if he's ruled out, I'm not going with Eno. Eno's the poo-poo. Like, what was that? You got 15 carries for 37 yards. He was actually, uh, he was almost my scrumptious star. I changed it to Ken Walker. Thank goodness I might be taking a tequila shot today if I didn't. Because, like, what? Oh, my goodness. I'm not starting him. I'm not starting any of these guys. No, no, thank you. Rashad Bateman returned to practice for the Ravens. I mean, I guess you can play him. I don't. We'll talk about that more a little bit later in our um, help you make your lineup segment. J.K. Dobbins, on the other hand, missed practice after his knee tightened up during the game in week six. This is the real headline. Brutal. Brutal. Like, is it just Kenyon Drake time? When can you trust putting J.K.? Do you have to see it first from Dobbins before you put him back in your lineup? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've been a little bit cautious with him for a while I'm not I'm not saying it's Kenyon Drake time, by the way. Kenyon Drake can have a game <laughs> or two here and there, but it is not Kenyon Drake time. So I am forfeiting all running backs from the Ravens backfield for the foreseeable future. But they get the Browns this week who can't oh, stop Michelle, anything. Michelle, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I won't I won't steal Kate's thunder there. We will be talking about Kenyon Drake shortly. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was a full participant in practice on Wednesday. Woot, woot. If he's back, you play him. And we get to the best point of all. Nathaniel Hackett, the Broncos head coach, said Melvin Gordon remains the team's starting running back. I mean, I have no idea what to take from this. I don't. like. This was the weirdest. This was, he was supposed to be the revenge game. And the, there was this quote that came out that, apparently the chargers had like a clown emoji or something pop up on his face. And he was just sitting on the sideline, like so sad because he couldn't get in the game and play. Nathaniel Hackett said there just weren't plays for him. I'm sorry. Like, but you had, I'm sorry. Latavius Murray didn't do anything that Gordon couldn't have done. Like, and Gordon looked good at the beginning of that game. I mean, the one, even right away. He only had three touches. Well, even right away, he had a good carry, and then it got called back due to a hold. Like, he can't change that. Like, I didn't hold somebody. The offensive line did. That was such a weird game where they just had him on the bench with his helmet off. Like, Jake, what were your thoughts during this game? Because he was your scrumptious start, and you will be doing a tequila shot in a second here. But like, yeah. what happened? What happened? And what do we do with him moving forward? And I and I started him in leagues. Like I listen, I listened. To I me. started him. Uh, in I league. started him in leagues with the expectation that this was great, great things happening. 
And the matchup was pristine to me, I thought, or good enough for him to smash. And you see those first carries now. I'm like, is he hurt? Did he? Because he's been dealing with, what was it, ribs and back or neck, I think. There's some combination of those, right? Yeah. Oh, he must have exacerbated something. Crap. And then it's like, no, you can tell from his face, like he wants to get back in. Nathaniel Hackett's comments after are what are more frustrating to me than the game, though, of that. Yeah, there weren't any plays for him. And then we'll need to have a talk about that. And then they had a really healthy discussion. And now he's going to be starting in week seven. What does that mean, Nate? What does that mean that he's starting? Does that once again mean he gets three carries and then goes back to the bench? Is that what that means? I don't feel confident starting him. Maybe it's a squeaky wheel, got the grease situation, but that's real tough to trust right now. But also, I like. I feel like there has to be a, a word for squeaky wheel when it's not a wide receiver. Like receivers, okay, so maybe like quarterbacks not looking your way. Like, no, you literally decide when and which running backs go in the field. Like you decide when there's a running play. Like, of course, you can audible at the line, but like you are the coach. You decide who is in and out. Like, but now if you wanted Melvin Gordon in the game, you say Melvin Gordon, get in the game. But now they might be with their backup quarterback. If Russell Wilson's hamstring injury keeps him out, they get a Jets defense that is better, but you can still, you know, you can run on them if you want to, if you really try hard to, but they're going to have to try hard and they're going to have to feed Melvin Gordon. And there's going to be a lot of teams that have to figure out whether to start someone terrible, like, Eno Benjamin or Melvin Gordon, and I'm still sticking with Melvin Gordon, but it doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel yeah, good. It, it could very well be a, a single digit performance. This wasn't even a single digit performance. He <laughs> didn't even get the digit. No, you didn't even get one. If you needed one point from Melvin Gordon to win your week on Monday Night Football, you lost your week, which is pathetic. All right, Jake, take your shot. <laughs> Take your enjoy right my uh, my Trader Joe's tequila that I Ooh, had on hand for just such an, an occasion. So cheers to everybody but Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> Ooh. Ah. You took that like Ooh. a champ. Kate like wow. died. I don't mind tequila. Uh, it it dulls the, the feelings that I have towards Nathaniel Hackett. Right <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even take a chaser. Wow. What wow. a man. Amen. There, you guys can't see Jake right now, but there's hair coming out of his chest, like <laughs> overflowing from his shirt because he's he's a big man. Uh, all right. Before we get into our scrumptious starts, I wanted to have a little conversation quickly because we have a lot of good teams on by this week. We have the Bills, we have the Eagles, we have the Vikings, and the Rams. So a lot of fantasy players on by, and three good, well, two great fantasy quarterbacks, and one Kirk Cousins who's very viable fantasy uh, player. So you're there's a lot of people out there that need to look for quarterback off waivers this week, and. It's getting thin. It's getting thin out there. I know because I have either Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts in every league, and I've had to figure this out. So the pickings are slim. I had to, I had to think there for a second because I'm very upset about this. <laughs> I am going to say I'm very nervous about it. I think one guy you can pick up and play this week is Jimmy Garoppolo versus the Chiefs. Now I'm doing it in one league because Kate beat me out on waivers and she gets Tua. So I'm starting Jimmy Garoppolo. Trust me, I don't feel good about it. But he's had over 250 passing yards and two touchdowns in each of the last two weeks, which is big for him. It's like things he doesn't normally do. And you would expect them to have to pass to, you know, beat the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are allowing the most touchdowns and the most fantasy points in the NFL to quarterbacks this season. Even Derek Carr and Matt Ryan each scored over 15 fantasy points against the Chiefs this season. Like, that's all I'm really looking for here when I'm trying to find a quarterback to start. Get me 15-plus points. That will make me happy. And I think that's Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, I think he's safe to get 15 points where he has, like, a ceiling of, like, 21 points. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Your guys' thoughts on him? It's, it's an uninspiring guy to have to put into your lineup 
But on a week such as this, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo can do about as well as we expect somebody of Jimmy Garoppolo's caliber to do. That's the nicest way I can possibly put that. He is not going to be (laughs) a weak winner. But yes, I can see a path where he is completely respectable. Yeah. I'm looking at your guys' choices, and I would say I would much prefer Jimmy Garoppolo over these two. We can discuss that after, Jake. I (laughs) disagree. Jake, tell me yours. Uh, I would much rather start with Jacoby Brissett this week against the Ravens. And, uh, you know, the Ravens have not been good uh, necessarily against opposing quarterbacks here this year. They've definitely been uh, highly beatable. And Jacoby Brissett, for his part, has been doing the fill-in role to perfection in Cleveland. Uh, for the games that he's being asked to start, he's been Except really, really over the solid. ball nonstop in the last uh, couple minutes of the game. Uh, he had a he had a couple of a twitchy finger moments, and and it led to a couple of picks. But uh, I'm not too worried about those in the grand scheme of things this week. I just really like that Ravens matchup. They're bottom five in terms of fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, him and Amari Cooper have a really good connection. I expect that to flourish again this week. Fair, Kate. Who's your favorite guy you can grab off waivers? So, like, we're not saying if, like, let's say you had a real quarterback. Let's say, yeah, you had a real (laughs) fantasy option to start. Like, these are guys, if you're desperate and you need to grab someone off waivers to start them. So, Kate, Mm -hmm. who's yours? Like, for instance, if I were in Michelle's position and I was unable to grab Tua off of waivers, Matt Ryan might be my next choice. Matt Ryan against the Tennessee Titans, which, like, Matt Ryan has been pure garbage this weekend <laughs> or this this entire season. It's been ugly. It's been so ugly. But the Titans defense also pretty ugly. Like just not uh not necessarily shutting down opposing quarterbacks. They've allowed at least two touchdowns in every single game this season. 300 plus passing yards in each of the last four games and I like what Matt Ryan did Last week, like that was the best I think we've seen Matt Ryan in some time over the last three games. He's averaging 332 passing yards per game has thrown at least two touchdowns in three of the last four. I think this is going to be one of those matchups where you walk away with probably 20 points and you're you check a box and you move on. Maybe, maybe Jonathan Taylor is coming back. I do you see. not do you not think that the ceiling is a little bit high for Matt Ryan than it is for Jimmy Garoppolo? Titans, like how much will the Titans score? Like, no, I think the ceilings like what if they're you know the Chiefs can score against the forty. We'll see if they can score against the 49ers defense, and then there's potential for a shootout in that game. Or oh. Jimmy's gonna be a hot mess of a slot. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably, yes, probably, but. I am betting on Devo Samuel, you know, getting a 10-yard pass and taking it to the house. I feel like that needs to be a t-shirt. Jimmy Garoppolo, hot mess of a slob. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I feel good about Jimmy this week. I feel terrible about it, but I feel good at the same time. (laughs) Woof. You feel feel good that you try that we're doing something. I have a feeling I'm going to be taking a shot because of Jimmy Garoppolo next week when he scores like negative three points. Uh, We'll see what happens. All right, let's. This is a perfect time to just hop right into our scripture starts. So meaty. What's not to like? Custard, good. Jam, good. Meat, good. It is delicious. It's good for me. It's a perfect way to start the day. So, Jake, who is your first scrumptious start of the week? I'm very excited that this guy is back. Wandale Robinson, rookie for the New York Giants, came back last week after his knee injury, and he looks like the spark that the Giants absolutely need. So it wasn't an amazing fantasy performance, but he did have three receptions for 37 yards and a touchdown. He's playing on just 23% of snaps, so they're definitely easing him in. But his targets uh, per route run were fantastic. Uh, The amount of action that he actually had when he was on the field, it all looked good. Again, the Giants need a spark. That is not Saquon Barkley to actually get out there and do something. I think Wandale's that guy. Jacksonville just got decimated by Matt Ryan and his receivers last week. All three of those receivers 
actually did some damage. And I don't think Wandale is going to have any issues as long as his snaps are, you know, closer to the 50% range. I expect uh, really, really big things from him this week. Yeah. And apparently uh, Kadarius Tony is never coming back to play ever again. Like I, his leg fell off at this point. No, it's both legs. He has, both of his hamstrings are no like actually literally I know, the, I know. the latest report i read was that both hamstrings are injured like dude i like we need to move on i'm i'm so sick of talking about Kadarius tony yeah i just I, I don't think it's gonna happen for him so jake when we're talking about wandell robinson would you go with him or would you go with romeo dubs against washington this week I would go with Wandale uh, for the ceiling play. Romeo Dubs is going to be a safer option. I think he gets more targets, but not expecting a lot. All right. Him or I like Tyler Boyd this week against Atlanta. Which one would you go with? Yeah, Boyd's fine. But again, I think he's more of the safe floor option. Uh, So I would rather put Wandale in there and hope for bigger things. Cool, cool. All right, Kate, who is your scrumptious start of the week? I teased it earlier. We're going to talk about this, guys. Kenyon Drake against the Browns this week. I think he's at least a mid-range RB2 at this point. Cleveland's allowing the third most fantasy points to running backs per game. They've allowed at least one touchdown to an RB in at least the last three games. And you know what? Like, J.K. Dobbins is really kind of freaking me out. I'm not loving this whatsoever. The knee tightening up. Not a good sign. He played 50% of snaps in his first game back from injury, or sorry, his second game back from injury. And every single game since then, his snap share has decreased. That's not the direction he should be heading in. Like that is super scary. And Drake is coming off a game where he was high. He broke off a nice run, got him for the touchdown, went 10 carries, 119 yards and a score led the team in, uh, Offensive snap percentage for running backs. I think that they're going to keep getting Kenyon Drake involved as long as he looks decent. And this is a good matchup. Yeah. And like, I know it's so hard to be like, oh, Kenyon Drake is going to be anything this year, but we've seen these old running backs actually be valuable for fantasy and good running teams. Like, remember, like, who was it? CJ Henderson a couple, few years ago for the Rams. He like came in and like killed it. Yeah, CG Anderson. Yeah. 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 And then last year with Deonta Foreman, and not to the same scale, he didn't kill it, but he was very usable for quite a long time for the Titans while Derrick Henry was out. Well, like he's not anything anywhere else. So I think Kenyon Drake's kind of usable until J.K. Dobbins is fully healthy, especially in this matchup. So statistically, I I get it. And as an argument, it's a fantastic argument. I just cannot think of one single time (laughs) in the history of Kenyon Drake where I've gone, this will be a good week for Kenyon Drake. And then he actually delivered on it being a good week for Kenyon Drake. So I am skeptical only because of that. But uh, that's very true. That's that's very true. All right. My scrumptious start of the week is. This is a weird one coming out of my mouth because I've been such a hater this year. Ezekiel Elliott versus the I Lions. I thought you were going to say Kenny Pickett. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I am hoping the greatest things for him this week. But no, I'm going with Ezekiel Elliott. Um, listen, the dude does nothing. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you, but he gets fed the ball nonstop. So his team believes in him still. And I, I'll give him credit. Against the Eagles, he looked good. He looked much better than normal. He has still yet to hit 100 scrimmage yards in a game. He's only had more than uh, 75 rushing yards in two games this year, and that was a 78 and 81 yards. So it's not like he's scoring very many fantasy points. Only has scored two touchdowns all year long. And the bigger issue is he's never had more than two targets in a game yet this year. Like he's just not getting targeted. Hopefully with Dak back, that Dak back, Dak back, Dak back, back. changes. But also it just has to do with the matchup. The Lions are Lions are allowing the second most fantasy points in the NFL to running backs this year. They're allowing 5.5 yards per carry Uh, in the last two games. In their last two games, they allowed Ramondre Stevenson and Rashad Penny to each record over 150 rushing yards against them. If Ezekiel Elliott cannot do it this week, if he cannot put up 100 yards with the amount of touches he gets, then just give up on him. He needs to give up on himself. He needs to hang up the shoes. Oh, my God. Well, just for football, not in life. He needs to hang up the cleats if he cannot succeed against this defense. It's that plain and simple. 
So I'm going with him as a scrumptious start. He should be in your lineups. I'm starting over him. I'm starting him over guys like Jeff Wilson Jr., over David Montgomery, over my boy Ramondre Stevenson. This should be a huge week for Zeke. I'm also happy to start Tony Pollard. But yeah, I'm gonna give him this one last chance. Let's go, Zeke. Don't let me down. Whew, that's scary. I'm in a position where I will probably be forced to play him as literally the only running back I have with with any sort of uh, name value and fantasy production behind them to any extent this year. So uh, thank you for giving me that boost. I love that outside of week four where he had 32 receiving yards, if you like like totaled up the other all five of his, games all of his other five games he would be at zero receiving yards because he had two games with negative receiving yards like <laughs> that is bad yeah he uh let's hope things change here with Dak with his usage Dak's as back. a receiver Dak's back <laughs> all right Kate tell us your easiest scrumptious start of all time I know it's too obvious yeah. uh Josh Jacobs yeah. like it's easy for a couple of reasons. So first it's Josh Jacobs. If you're not starting Josh Jacobs, I think you're being discriminatory towards good. I want to see your fantasy team. If you're not, everyone's starting. Yes. Like if you are <laughs> not starting Josh Jacobs as a must start, especially like my God, the way he looks, he looks so freaking good. He looks like a guy who is playing for his second contract, but most importantly, Houston is allowing the most fantasy points per game to running backs. They're allowing an average of 133 rushing yards per game to opposing running backs. I think that this is just such a perfect position. Darren Waller um, dealing with, I believe, a hamstring injury. This is like, I, I don't need to do much convincing for you, but like Josh Jacobs, I think could legitimately finish as the RB1 this week. I think since you have him as a scrumptious start, we need to put down some parameters, okay? For this to work out for you, he's a top five running back. That's week. what I was gonna say. I, and I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna put it at five because that's like really, really hard to like. He could have a good game and still not be a five. Top seven. He has to be a top seven running back this week, or you have to take a tequila shot. That's our new Done. thing now. Okay. Done. Are you in on that, Jake? Do you think top seven's fair? Uh, I, I think that's fair, especially because Kate already said five. So now you get a buffer of a couple of yeah. spots because weird stuff happens every single week and dumb random running backs could have huge blow up weeks. So yeah. Yeah. We fair. could like watch Mike Boone now that we're all giving up on him. He scores like four touchdowns and steals one of the top five spots No, But, uh, yeah. So top seven running back, Jake, write that down. Cause you know, we always forget Done. and, uh, we'll, we'll keep track of that. That will be fun. I'm going a little bit deeper here with my scrumptious start. So it's Alec Pierce. He's the rookie wide receiver for the Colts against the Titans. Obviously, if you have Michael Pittman, you start him. But I didn't want to say start Michael Pittman. So I'm going with Alec Pierce, okay? But I honestly think Pierce could have a better game than Pittman in this matchup because of how it works for him. He's the Colts' deep threat, and the Titans are so bad at defending the deep ball. So whenever I say anything about deep passes, it means 20 plus air yards. Uh, And I'm getting all my stats from next gen here. So the Titans have allowed the most deep passing yards and deep passing touchdowns in the league this year. And remember, they've already had a bye. So they've played one last game than most teams. And it's not even like they've just allowed the most. They've allowed 130 more yards than any other team this year playing only five games. So they are incredibly bad at covering the deep ball. And over the last four weeks, from weeks three to six, Alec Pierce has the third most deep receiving yards in the league behind only Gabe Davis and Devontae Parker, which surprised me. So he's definitely being used as that deep threat. I think it's a great matchup for him. And the Titans are allowing a ton of yards to the wide, or ton of fantasy points to the wide receiver position this year. Alec Pierce has been doing his thing. I mean, nothing crazy, but over the last three weeks, 12 points, 16 points, 14 points. Listen, you'll take that, and I think he has a much higher ceiling in this grade of a matchup. I'm starting him over like guys like Brandon Cooks. I feel better about Pierce this week. Over Jerry Judy, who can't do anything. Over Rondell Moore. Over Garrett Wilson. Over Christian Kirk, who I think was just a false advertisement to start the year. But yeah, I love Alec Pierce this week. Alec oh, Pierce nice. looks like a big boy. Like yeah. he just looks like a 
a, a grown man playing football. I did not get that from him, but no, he don't like, I don't mean a physically big human being, but I just mean like a mentally making, big human being. Yes. Big he's personality. Making, like, that one. He's making grown ass men catches. Like yeah. he doesn't look like a rookie. What's an ass men catch. I've never heard. <laughs> that. Um, it's uh, the butt catch. Man. Wait, who, who oh. caught it with their butt? There was a player. DeAndre Hopkins has. There was, oh, you're right. Yeah, he did. I think uh, that might have even been a touchdown uh, butt catch. But yeah, that was that was a good one. I just like that your start and Kate's uh, supplemental quarterback off of waivers oh. can hopefully do some things in unison this week. That'd be nice. That, yeah, I did just hate on Kate's Matt Ryan a little oh. bit, saying I would rather do Kobe Brissett. And I was saying, well, I mean, like Alec Pierce could have a deep touchdown and Matt Ryan could still suck, you know? That's true. That's yes, it. that is But true. yeah, I, yeah I, dig I, yourself out of that I hole. I clearly baby. do think that Matt Ryan will be okay. Jake, I told- do you need a shovel for to dig your way out of that hole? Uh, Jake, uh, who is your second scrumptious start of the week? Well, you got to save the best for last here. That's what everybody's going to be thinking when they hear the name Josh Reynolds. Uh, Josh Reynolds, I will say, I, I've gone this long. This season's been weird. I've gone this long without realizing that Josh Reynolds has actually been really good for fantasy this whole time because I have him nowhere, not in a single roster. Over the last three games, though, Reynolds is averaging nine targets, six receptions for 90 yards. He's actually the wide receiver 10 in points per game over the last four weeks. How? How? (laughs) He's playing the Dallas Cowboys this week. To be fair, it's not a great matchup. Like The Cowboys aren't a wonderful matchup on paper. But also, if you look at the roster of who they've played recently, it is not good. It is a bad, bad grouping of folks that they've played against for the most part. Ben Skoranek from the Rams had like six receptions <laughs> and 45 yards. So if he can do it, I feel good about Reynolds, who actually had more targets than Amon Ross St. Brown in their last two games that they played together. And one of them, Amon Ra was injured, but the other one, it was just an outright beat uh with josh reynolds there so he's looking good dj chark is looking rough uh don't know that he's going to be ready to go amin Ra should go it looks like he's on track um now i will say keep an eye on reynolds himself he did miss practice on wednesday but doesn't seem like anything extravagant that should keep him out so let's say dj chark does go would you still stick with reynolds yeah, I would still stick with Reynolds uh, above Chark, who I expect to be kind of, kind of on a pitch count if he does go. Well, that's not great news for me because there's two separate leagues that I'm like, I need DJ Chark to play and I need him to score some points. Oof. This is how desperate I'm getting with bye weeks. I apparently only roster players from the four teams on bye. I don't know how this happened. So uh, I don't love to hear this scrumptious start from you, but maybe I need to go look to see if Josh Reynolds is on waivers because I feel like nobody is believing in this man, no matter what he does. So I I love to hear it. All right. Well, I skipped you on that scrumptious start. So we went out of order, but we're getting into our biggest fades of the week. And, you know, you always are up first. I'm not going to skip you again. So who is your biggest fade of the week? Just going to transition right in to this fade for somebody that people actually do know, which is James Robinson. You've heard of him. What a success story he's been. Uh, And he has been. And it's been awesome to see. Like, it really has been very cool the last couple of years for this undrafted guy. But it's starting to feel more and more like his time as an elite running back for fantasy is coming to an end here. The last three games have been very suspect for him. We've talked about this, I believe, last week, maybe even the week before to some extent. It feels like Travis Etienne is rounding the corner to becoming the guy in the backfield now. And James Robinson's taking a bit of a backseat. He hasn't had more than 50% of the snaps in the last three games. He's had just three targets total in the last three games. He's not involved in that way. You talked about Zeke where, you know, this week in a good matchup, you felt comfortable starting him. Even in an okay matchup against the Giants this week, I'm not comfortable starting James Robinson. He's had okay matchups in the last three weeks. To some extent, he's averaged 40 total yards per game in those. There's no chance that I'm feeling super comfortable with Robinson. I mean, again, I know there are situations you have to start him, but boy, package him with as much upside as possible if you do. 
Yeah, I mean, Travis Etienne looks like the better running back. He's getting, you know, he's becoming the man in the offense because he can actually break something off. I mean, we saw Robinson break off plays in the beginning of the year, but it just, it seems Slowing like it's going, yeah, it seems like it's going downhill for him. Now, let me ask you this, James Robinson or Melvin Gordon? Oh my God. Why would you <laughs> do that to me? Can I take uh, another tequila shot instead of answering that question? Yeah, that's actually, yeah, it would be less painful for you. Uh, I think, God, I would go with Melvin Gordon above same. James Robinson. Same. Easily. It would not be easy, but yeah, same. All right, Kate, who is your biggest fan of the week? I'm going to roll with Cortland Sutton, whose no, team I want. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to I me. I have a lot of Cortland Sutton. Like, this is problematic for me, but I want nothing to do with this team. I want to be as far away from this team as literally human pos- humanly possible. Like, I-, I want nothing to do with them. Lowest projected point total on the week, I believe, uh, last time I checked. Facing the Jets, this is going to be a very ugly game. Russell Wilson is injured. He might try to play through it anyway. And then they're going up against the Jets, who, like, Sauce Gardner is freaking killing it. Uh, took over in the odds for Defensive Rookie of the Year is allowing just a 43% catch rate on targets and a 54 passer rating. Like he's been good. And I have to imagine that court and Sutton is going to see a lot of sauce Gardner in this matchup. I don't want. Nope. Nope. It might be better if Russell Wilson doesn't play. I agree. Who is their backup? Trevor Simeon. Right. I guess. No, that might be. When have we had to actually think about Trevor Simeon recently? That's a scary thought. Yeah, but at least he has. Oh, no, he's the Bears backup. Who is? Who is? Why did I think Trevor Simeon was still? Why would he still be the backup for the Broncos? I'm lucky. I don't know. Instinctively, I wanted to say Drew Locke because I wanted to make believe that Russell was still back in Seattle. And that's Uh, right. Is that how you say it? I think so. Right, right ripping okay. like he's gonna rip you in them good. Uh, okay, I something. take it back. Uh, he's it, gonna rip you in your fantasy team a new one. Yeah, I take it back. We need. <laughs> we, that, it, it's not better. It's not. It's not better. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Corlin Sun just screwed at this point. I'm so sorry. I mean, how is he better with Drew Locke? What is going on with that team? <sighs> okay, I'm going to move on to my fate of the week. It's David Montgomery at the Patriots. Now, I'm not going to fade him for the reason that you probably think I will. Like, I'm seeing a lot of tweets that it's like, oh, it's Khalil Herbert time. Go sell David Montgomery. It's like, I don't know where that's coming from. I think week six is being overblown massively. Montgomery played 56 offensive snaps in week six. Herbert played 16. So he played 40 more snaps than Herbert did. Herbert just happened to break off a 64-yarder, which is awesome, and he's really good. But then they gave him six more carries. He had had 11 yards on those six carries. So it's not like – yeah, he broke one off, which is really cool. But then he did nothing else, and he only had 16 snaps. This is still David Montgomery's backfield, 100%. However, the matchup sucks. They're allowing the third fewest fantasy points per game in the NFL to the running back position. They have not allowed a running back to score a touchdown this year yet. Like not in the receiving game either, not rushing, not receiving. And that's pretty much what you need from David Montgomery. A, the bears don't have that many scoring opportunities to begin with. And I can't imagine they're going to against the Patriots who still like are a stingy defense. They're not like unbeatable, but like they will be unbeatable against the Bears. Like you know, Bill Belichick will be just fine stopping uh, Justin Fields and the Bears. And the only running backs that had any success on the ground against the Patriots this year were the Packers running backs. They combined for 180 yards, but everyone else was 60 yards or below. They just stopped Nick Chubb for 56 yards. Who does that? Like nobody stops Nick Chubb. The Patriots did it. And so like for Montgomery to have a good week, he's going to have to be heavily involved in the receiving game. He had one target last week. Hasn't had more than four targets all year long. I'm not happy to start him this week. I understand if you have to, but if you have Zeke, I would start him over him. I would start ETN over Montgomery, Damian Pierce, obviously Ken Walker, obviously, and Ramondre Stevenson. Those are all guys I want in over David Montgomery this week. 
Yeah, I have no issues with any of those guys over Montgomery. I do I do think foolishly, foolishly that David Montgomery could still be okay this week, just purely based on the volume, and it's not gonna look pretty. But like, you know, if we believe in the narrative, which I still don't, that the Patriots try to take away their best option on offense, it is like, who are you going to take away? Who is that on the Bears offense? I Bill can't Belichick has a question. wheel with a picture of everybody's face on it, and he's just going to spin it every quarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's scary. Yeah, when they're all equally bad, it's really hard to make those decisions. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get that you probably can't sit him this week with all the buys, but I don't think he's going to have a good week. So I think I'm he's going to be traded before this weekend. No. <laughs> okay. The okay. trade deadline's coming up. It's yeah. November 1st. Yeah. We've got like 15 or not even 15 days. We've got like 13, 13 oh, days. We can't do math. Nope. All right, Jake. Well, Jake. Okay. You're okay. Your I know. No, I know. Okay. But let me, let me say my piece. Can okay. I say my piece about yes. this one? Because the reason listeners that she, she is immediately like, no, no, is because I listed Russell Wilson here. Now I get to do this, okay? Well, I listed Ru- I listed Russell Wilson here last week, okay? I get to list him here again this week as part of my anti-Nathaniel Hackett tirade, okay? I've been given that allowance here, I think. But I also genuinely want to caution people. This is not a fade. This is if Russell Wilson starts, you find almost literally any other option. All three of those guys we talked about at the top of the show to pick up off waivers – Start Jacoby Brissett, start Matt Ryan, start Jimmy Garoppolo all over Russell Wilson, even if he plays, because he might, because of how disastrous the backup situation could be. And he might play through his hamstring injury. And if he does, I just, please for me, do not start him at all. He threw 188 yards and one touchdown last week against the Chargers, against a Bosa-less Chargers defense, while his running backs obviously also did nothing about a quarter of all that production came from one busted pass to rookie Greg Dulcich, tight end. It's not going to go well for you. Fade Russell Wilson, fade Nathaniel Hackett this week, and viva la anybody but the Broncos. That's what I'd like to end with. There. We didn't even talk about the fact that Albert O was a healthy scratch in week yeah. six. That yeah. was... Not good. What a downfall. We don't man. need to talk about him because he's not fantasy relevant and he never was. No, but I <laughs> like Albert O was everybody's yeah. favorite sleeper tight end this year. And luckily, by- I don't think he was any of ours. So we are no. killing the game. Killing the game here. All right, Kate, who's your second biggest fade this week? I'm just cautioning against any and all Washington wide receivers at this point. Again, one of those situations, much like the Denver Broncos. I want nothing to do with this team. I want nothing to do with the run game. I want nothing to do with the quarterback. I want nothing to do with the wide receivers or tight end. If he ever gets healthy ever again, I just want nothing to do with them. They're dysfunctional. Uh, Carson Wentz is out, which I actually think is a good thing for the team. We're going to get Taylor Heineke back. Who knows? Free Sam Howell. Free Sam Howell. Yes. Yes. Let's start the movement. But, like, outside of uh, – by the way, Washington plays Green Bay. I should mention that. Um, but Green Bay, they've allowed just one receiver, 100 receiving yards. And that was Justin Jefferson, who literally, like, put a knife to their throats in week one <laughs> and took them hostage. But, like, since then, they've kind of buttoned things up. And I do think that this is not a good enough team to overcome a somewhat decent Packers secondary I'm not trusting any of these options. Like Terry McLaurin, though, I I think you could do much worse than him. And maybe I'm only saying this because I have to. I would rather uh, Wondell Robinson or Terry McLaurin. I would not rather Terry McLaurin. Like, I would rather play Terry McLaurin. I'd play Wondell. I'd play Wondell. I think you're saying that you want to believe in Terry McLaurin because you're being forced to start him in other places. And I don't think that you, I, I get why, but I don't think that I would be encouraging a lot of love for Terry McLaurin this week. It's not, for me, it's not even necessarily because of the matchup. It's because he's not been their best receiver. And if everybody is out there, Curtis Samuel, 
Jahan Dotson, which I learned how to say last week. Thank you for that. Uh, if everybody, the gang's together, Jahan. I don't want McLaurin. Yeah, I mean, Dotson uh, did come back to practice, so we'll see if he plays. And then you have Curtis Samuel. So it is hard, and he's only – but he has had three games out of the six with 75-plus receiving yards. So it's not like he's been a total failure. And, no, like he never scores touchdowns in his entire career, and that's not going to change. And you're just it's just going to have to be a pure luck week if you start him and he scores a touchdown, just like Kyle Pitts, it seems like. it just You just got to get super lucky for that week. But if I had to pick what order I want to start these receivers, like it's probably still Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin for me. Okay, so we'll yeah. just do a drink bet, not a not a tequila bet, but like three <laughs> three sips of our drink, twelve fantasy points for Terry McLaurin. Is that a fair line? I'll take that. PPR. Yeah, I'll take the under. Yep, okay, I'll I'm going to take the over. Write that down. I I think he'll be okay. I don't think it's going to be a great game. But I think he's, he's averaged startable. 40 yards in each of the last three games. I just want you to know that that's it's bad. He it's he had bad. one game with 76 <laughs> and five receptions, so that would have been his only game with the 12 okay, points. Let's make it Maybe I should have made it lower. No, no why would we make 13. it? Why he's only had? I think 12. I'll take 12. That's a pathetic sure. line, and it still adds up. To why is it pathetic? 12 is a very start, not very start. 12 is a startable player. Sure. in in this like listen this 2022 season has been extremely been a, low scoring it's been a ride yeah it's not been fun all right my last fade here it's going to be jared goff against the cowboys i, I like I, I get it right he's on there was he was on waivers in one of my league i even tried to pick him up he's been a, a somewhat exciting fantasy score this year but Really, if you look at it, he's only had two good games, and they come against the Commanders and the Seahawks, two of the worst defenses in the league. Then you look at the other five games, and he has 15 points, 13 points, and six points. So he's Jared Goff for three of the games, and then really good for the other two. So I'm okay to start him in really good matchups. However, the Cowboys he's facing this week, that's not a good matchup in the slightest. The Cowboys have allowed just 12.5 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this year. That's nuts. Yeah. They haven't uh, They haven't allowed a quarterback to score 17-plus fantasy points in a game against them yet this season. And they face pretty decent quarterbacks. Like, they face Jalen Hurts. He didn't get 17 points. They face Joe Burrow. They face Tom Brady. Although he struggled, like, these are still good quarterbacks that you expect that they would allow at least 17 points. So it's not very many points and they haven't. Uh, they're allowing just 200, just over 200 passing yards per game and just one passing touchdown per game this year. Uh, I'm not starting Jerry Goff. Uh, I'm starting Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll even start Matt Ryan over him. I still think I go with Goff over Brissett. I'm sorry. I can't get Ugh. on the Brissett. Can't get on the bandwagon with that one. But I don't. I, I think I'm it's riding gonna, it solo. I think it's uh, gonna be another gross game for golf. Yeah, I get that. And this, to me, this is a lot like your anticipation of the Alec Pierce versus Matt Ryan thing. Like, I think Josh Reynolds is gonna be just fine, but I do not expect Jared Goff to do much. So it is kind of a bummer. Yeah, and when you say Josh Reynolds be just fine, like you're probably expecting like 12 to 15 PPR points. That does not mean the quarterback's yeah. gonna be good, like at all. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. All right, to end this show, let's go through some um, decisions really quickly to help make your lineups. Now, these are all gross ones because you're going to have to make a lot of gross decisions this week unless you're just, you know, you just have a lovely team and you are just a really lucky person. Uh, First off the bat, we kind of already discussed this, but I already had it in the notes. So let's just hit on it one more time. Did I already ask this at the beginning of the show? We shall see. But Melvin Gordon or Latavius Murray? Like Latavius Murray got all the work last week, but now that he's talked to the coach, apparently they've had a heart to heart. Who do you play? God, this is so <laughs> miserable. Why is so much of this episode dedicated to this idea? Uh, I guess I would go with, no, I would go with Murray. Like, I don't care what he said. You showed us what you thought about your running backs. And they kind of hyped Murray up as soon as he came to town. Like, oh, he's picking everything up fast he looks great i'll still rather air with latavius murray okay i'm going back to 
Melvin Gordon because I, I like to too. punish myself. Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I, I like. I do think that like there is something to be said for the fact that like he Nathaniel Hackett came back out and kind of like backpedaled. I think it's stupid. I think he's a crap leader and a bad coach. Um, like I, I think for you, uh, period. He's he's a bad coach, but. I don't think you can have a conversation about like things trending in the right direction or whatever he said, uh, and then backpedal again. Like, I think he's going to make it a point to get him involved. Yeah. And, and then I can't wait for Melvin Gordon to fumble in the first quarter and he doesn't play yep, ever again yep. in life. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr. versus the Giants or AJ Dillon versus Washington. Uh, AJ Dillon after week one, I was like, whoo, look at me. I'm right. I'm so good at this. And now he sucks. So <laughs> Robinson or Dylan, Jake, your thoughts. Hey, you should feel a little bit uh, bolstered by the fact that last week you said Brian Robinson, at least he could go out there and maybe score a touchdown or two. And you know what? He freaking did. And you know what AJ Dillon has not done? Be involved in the offense <laughs> yeah. in a consistent manner. So I would, it hurts my heart. I would go with Brian Robinson. Yeah, I'm going Robinson just for the volume. You know, they're going to feed him around the goal line. If they get there, I, I'm going to take Robinson here. Same for you, Kate. Yeah, but again, don't want to start either of these, but I think if I'm banking on who's going to score a touchdown, it would probably be so Robinson. everyone I bring up here, we're probably not going to want to start, but the point is this week I sucks know, and you're going to have to start them. Except I'm actually okay. Okay. So we'll get to the question. Alan Lazard at Washington or Terry McLaurin versus the Packers. I'm pretty sure we're all going to agree here. Lazard. Lazard. Yeah. Lazard for sure. I was going to say, it would shock me uh, if anybody would come out alternatively, especially because yeah. two of us and don't think fair, that McLaurin will score 12 points this week. Lazard could have been a scrumptious start this week. Washington's giving up a ton of uh, receiving touchdowns to the wide receiver position. Lazard only knows how to score touchdowns. Like that's all he does. So this should be another game where he scores a touchdown yet again. And that's that simple. And yeah, he, he's a good start. Well, I think Terry McLaurin's a fine start. Lazard has much higher upside. DJ Chark at the Cowboys. Michelle. <laughs> or Elijah so Moore. Gross. At the Broncos. <laughs> All right. So obviously this is truly setting Michelle's lineups. There's no even thin bail anymore. But get some help. Look, I, I, I this is okay for listeners though out there. Elijah Moore has been one of the most massive disappointments of this yeah. season to the fact that I said like last week, just drop him. There's yeah. no reason to have him on your roster right now. I still feel that way. I mean, I'm not expecting anything from DJ Chark if he starts, but it's got to be more than what Moore has been producing. Yep. I'm starting Chark. I love Elijah Moore. And I actually, I surprisingly was not high on him before the season. I just didn't feel very good about the, the whole offense with the Jets and how many playmakers they have there and what targets he was going to get. I think he's a great talent. He's not being utilized. He's is droppable. Like you sh probably shouldn't roster him. Like, there's no reason to. I'm not saying he can never have one big game. I'm sure he will. Maybe it's this week and he makes me look stupid. But then I think like he's going to have another five games in between before he has another good game. So I'm going with DJ Chark. Yeah, me too. I, I'm sorry. Like I, I hate these questions. I like I'm just not starting Elijah Moore, and it comes down to the fact that well, it's also the worst matchup against the Broncos. It's not a good matchup, but like I'm I again uh, Jets. If we're looking at the passing offense, a a group that I want nothing to do with. Like, I think that you can legitimately go to waivers and find a Richie James or somebody with just as much upside as a guy like Elijah Moore right ben now. Ben Skoranek off of the Rams. For I would real. start over both of them. And that, literally, I would start him over both. Thank you, Jake. Well, maybe I'll have to do that over DJ Chark in one leg. We'll, Michelle's taking see. notes. Give her a moment while she takes notes. <laughs> All right. And last question here before we close out the show. Chase Claypool, are you chasing those points? Because oh. I actually didn't even mean to do that. Wow. Look at me. Uh, Chase Claypool against the Dolphins or Darnell Mooney against the Patriots. Which one you going with? They're both the exact same play. They're both the put them in your lineup and hope 
and don't watch the game. Like if you're going to start them, just don't even bother <laughs> watching the game and hope for something in your stats. I would still rather take Darnell Mooney. Oh God. Against the Patriots over Chase Claypool. I'm going with Claypool. I think you can get some big plays on the Dolphins defense. It's harder to get those big plays on the Patriots. I'm going to chase the points. It's probably not going to be pretty, but I'll go with Claypool. I do too. And I like, I could picture this being a game, like looking at the matchups specifically, like the Patriots, I don't imagine them getting like this huge lead on the bears. I imagine this just being a really boring as shit, punt the ball 7 million times kind of game. I can picture Miami scoring plenty of points and Pittsburgh needs to throw to catch up and chase Claypool. I like, I think he, he, he looked good last week. So honor him with, you know, a, a couple of extra touches and let's see what he can do. Yep. All right. So that's it for this week's show. Good luck, everybody, in week seven. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter. You can find me, Michelle, at Ball Blastem, Ball Blast E-M. And you can find me, Kate, at FF Ball Blast. And you can find me at Jake Trowbridge with a W. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.